You're listening to Skywave Radio. This is Digging the Dirt, the allotment show with Russ and Jake. And welcome to Digging the Dirt, the allotment show with Russ and Jake. And hi, you there, Jake. I'm here loud and clear. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, it's been a month since our last show. What mm. have you been up to down on the allotment? Oh, down busy in time. Busy, busy time. Well, obviously, sowing a lot of seeds, and I've just taken on another half a plot, so I've been levelling the ground there because... Uh, it's a bit like the Cairngorms, or was until I've uh, levelled it. <laughs> Is that Mole um, Hill I've seen? On yes, the... that, it's appropriately named. Yes. <laughs> Is it? So you've been flattening but, that, have you, or or is it just yeah, flat on the top? Yeah, I've been I've been digging it over and levelling the ground. Yeah, so it's qu- quite a lot of work there, and putting, but also doing things like preparing for next month as well, making sure the beds are ready for the tender veg and putting up the bean poles. What have you been up to, Russ? Well, much much the same. I mean, it's dead busy, isn't it, yes. at the moment, which is great. It's my favourite time, actually, because yeah. it's it's all a bit malic, isn't it? Sowing seeds, and there's seeds going in the propagator, Yeah, seedlings coming out, you know, yeah. and all that rotation there. So so that's, mm. uh, that, that's going well at the moment. I had a bit of a disaster with some cucumbers. I lost oh. a couple of cucumbers uh, in the greenhouse there. We had a, a couple right. of frosts. I don't know if you got them down yes, with you in did, Derbyshire. Yeah. But uh, yeah. two nights, we had some pretty hard frosts just out of mm. the blue. Uh, they were you know, dead lovely days, but clear skies yeah. at night. And the, the temperature yeah. plummeted, really. And I lost a few, so I've had to start them off again. But, yeah, I uh, lost a tray of um, cabbages as well because uh, of those frosts. And, and it's so I've re-sown. Yeah, and and that's the problem. Well, you know, it just happens. You used to get on with it, really, don't you? And uh, yeah, exactly. And yes. the problem is during the day. I mean, today is a good example. It's baking hot there yes. in the greenhouse. So I'm kind of trying to protect stuff with a bit of fleece over so it doesn't get burnt and and things yeah, like that. But then you know it's going to be pretty cold at night as well. Yeah. So it's it's a juggling act as always. Yeah, fleece is a very valuable asset to us, isn't it? It is. It, you know, in, in the greenhouse, give them a bit of shading, and, and, and when we're sort of hardening off, yes. at, uh, when, yeah. when they come out, which we I think we'd be talking about that a little bit later yeah. in, the sh- in the show. So I've got, um, I put my peas in, my French beans. I'm growing um, a variety called Blue Lake. Oh, fantastic, and yeah. And some sugar. I think s- Sorry. I think I've sown, sown Blue Lake this year. Have you? Yeah, I love them. About three years yes. I've been growing those, and they're, they're terrific and lovely, lovely yeah. flavour. And mm. sugar snap peas as Excellent. well. Excellent. Yeah, yeah, which I, I just love sugar snap yeah. peas. Uh, dwarf French beans yeah. as well. So they're all in. I'm waiting for those just to uh, to germinate at the moment. Right. We've got uh, yeah. the garlic is, is in. I think I just put those mm-hmm. in, I think, in the last programme. Uh, yeah. Onions, they're yeah. uh, establishing well. As well, and seedlings coming up. The old broad beans—they're hardening off as we right. speak. Yeah, now. yeah. I got my broad beans in now. Yeah, yeah. So, have you put your potatoes in yet, Russell? I have. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, me so too. they've been in just about about three weeks or so. Yeah. So um, a little bit late, I think, in some people's books, but uh, but I've gone for some uh, second earlies, Maris Pier, which I grew right. last year. Very good. Yeah. Uh, and they're great. Stuff. 
really. Yeah. I, I, I love those. So I don't mm-hmm. tend to grow sort of late varieties, either earlies or, right. or second earlies. No particular reason, really. Mm. But I think l- later on, we, we, we do get, I think with most people, a, a bit of a problem with blight now yes, and again. That- that's what. That's why I, um, my main crops are uh, the Charpamira potatoes because they're blight resistant. Ah, right. I did, yes, yes. I did give up doing main crops because of the blight. Yeah, but, so it's same with me, yeah. really. So mm-hmm. I prefer the earlier uh, yes, the varieties yeah. there. So yeah, it's all um, it's all happened. The courgettes are growing nicely. They're still in in the greenhouse. Yeah. I haven't planted those out just yet. Uh, the chilies are up, and the sweet peppers and the salad, of course. Yeah. And my new, uh, I bought, uh, treated myself to a couple of red currant plants, and oh, uh, they're in leaf, and uh, it looks like they're establishing quite, quite well. So uh, I'm, I'm hopeful for, for yeah. a bit of red currant. I don't know what they'll do the first year. I don't know, but uh, might get a bit of a crop off them. Yeah. Um, so you've tried some of my little uh, cucumbers, the best. Oh yes, definitely. Yeah, oh. I'm looking forward to them. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've, uh, I planted. Uh, eight and then I had a bit of a mishap where I dropped a propagator lid and decapitated two of the plants oh, no. but the other six will be fine <laughs> you know I've done stuff like that before when before work I've gone yeah. down to the green and I've, I've told you I'm sort of 30 paces from my allotment here yes and I've yeah. gone down towards them and opened the doors and everything before I head off for work at some unearthly hour of the morning <laughs> yeah. and and I've caught a tray or something you know on the staging and knocked them over and Oh, so easily done. And just rush in and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And uh, now, a little bird tells me, uh, Jake, you've had a bit of a problem with your um, uh, labelling up. Yeah, I wonder where you heard that from. (laughs) Yes, um, to try and cut down my use of plastic, I decided I would use some wooden spatulas as labels. And unfortunately... um, I, th- I suppose village idiot is the right term for me. Um, I didn't use an indelible pen, and the capillary reaction of the water going up the uh, wooden spatulas has, has rubbed off all the labels, so I've got about a dozen trays of um, vegetables and flower seeds, and until uh, for, for quite a while now, I won't, uh, I won't know what each one is. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, so you're trying to Rookie cut down mistake. on your... You're trying to cut down on your plastic use. Yeah. Is that the... Yeah. Uh, is that the thing there? Yeah, that's the, the yeah. I mean, it's a, a good idea, but you learn from your mistakes, don't you? That's the thing. Exactly. Yeah. I think what I'll do in future is just reuse because you can clean off your old plastic labels and just reuse them. Exactly. Last forever. Yeah, I, I, that's exactly what I do. Just rub them off. Yeah. And 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 start again. But uh, yeah. so you've got a bit of a wait in time, and I guess you can't remember what on earth they are. You, no. <laughs> you, you, you don't do a map or anything. Um, of where uh, everything is. Uh, if if I had if if I was sensible, I would have. But no, I didn't. <laughs> no. Well, this is how we learn. This is how we learn. Yeah. The, the thought was there, Jake. That's the thing. Yeah. Isn't it, really. At least my polytunnel's still there, anyway. <laughs> well, absolutely. Yeah. So that's all up and running. Yeah. Yeah. It's not blowing across the um, Pennines at the moment. No. No. I did look out for it. I was uh, I was over that way last weekend. Right. And, yes. Uh, I was looking for bits of your polytunnel, but I couldn't see. They're long gone, Jake. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's not yeah. coming back, is it? No. no. Uh, I've got to give up on that one. <laughs> okay. So it's been a busy, a busy old time then. I pruned the um, uh, gooseberries as well. Yeah. So they're looking good. So a nice goblet Brilliant. shape there. To uh, I've got three go- go- um, uh, gooseberry 
bushes there. Lovely. And uh, yeah. I'm hopeful for those this year. I usually get a good crop of those. And I love, yeah. I love gooseberries, I've got to tell you. And oh, yeah. uh, blueberries as well are in flower. Mm. Yeah. So I don't, do you grow blueberries at all? Um, I, I I tried before before I knew that they need to be in ericaceous soil, so I've failed miserably there. Oh, but I will right. give it a go again. Yes. Um, but but I have been sowing a lot of uh, flower seeds. Uh, okay. Are they, for the, are they for your allotment, or or do you do you, uh, are they for the your home garden? Uh, both really, because uh, I, I like the old-fashioned cottage garden look. So I quite often plant flowers uh, amongst vegetables, and also companion planting as well. Yes, yeah, that, that's a good idea. That's a good. Idea. I, I grow a lot of uh, cosmos and asters on the. Oh, allotment. I love cosmos. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're great, aren't they? And yeah. um, and the real cottage garden kind of favorite aren't they there mm, and definitely if i got a few over I'll, I'll i'll take them off the allotment and, and bring them down home yeah. here and put them in the garden so it's great to uh, to set them off there and i tell you what i did actually about mm. three years ago i'm not a great rose lover i don't know about yourself right. but uh, i saw on a television yeah. program in fact it was christine walton yeah. Um, she, I think she was on the one show just saying how easy yeah. it is to grow cuttings of roses Yes, I've done that a few times. Yeah. Uh, some of the climbers at the back of my garden I grew from cuttings. Yeah, it, carry on, Ross. Sorry. I've done exactly the same, exactly the yeah. same thing. And how easy are they to, to, to grow? I couldn't, I really could not oh, believe definitely, it. Oh, definitely, yeah. Yeah. So I've got a little bed in the allotment there just mm-hmm. for rose cuttings. And uh, and I bring them up, you know, to to the garden at home here when they're when they're established. But uh, a great little tip for people to do it, just to um, mm. and save a lot of money actually as well. Yeah. So I'm I'm sounding like a Yorkshireman here, Jake. Uh, <laughs> well done, you. <laughs> but there you go. But no, and they're you know and some lovely um, varieties and some climbers as well, mm. and uh, yeah. just so easy to uh, to grow. So that that was a great Definitely. tip from Christine. There. Yeah, so, uh, so, so and some of the roses will flower for months and months and months if you get the um, uh, the, co- the continuous flowering varieties. Is, yeah, and in the right position, uh, like yeah. I think as well. But you can you can move them around, can't you? That's the thing. If it doesn't work in yeah, one position, don't give roses up. Roses just... for the right places. Yeah, exactly. I've, I've got two Zephyrin druids at the back, very back of the garden on a north facing wall, and they yeah. absolutely love it there. It's superb. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Yeah, I'm always moving stuff about. If yeah. It doesn't quite. You know, hit the button on the first uh, mm. on the first time, really. So I think time for a bit of news then. Right, Jay, what's yes. been happening um, in the last month or so? And I don't know whether you you saw this one in the newspaper, but Terry Walton, better known as Terry on the allotment on the Jeremy Vine show. Yeah, yeah, famous and, guy. And he had a bit of trouble. Uh, I don't know whether did you did you see this Jake at all? Um, uh, well, w- when I did hear very recently, I was gutted for him. I know, because it was just, I think his, it was something like 72 onion plants he had in his greenhouse. Goodness uh, me. Loads of tomato plants about, yeah. just getting established, about four or five inches high. Yeah. And again, it's when we had those uh, frosts uh, last yeah. month we're talking about now. Mm-hmm. And he put his paraffin heater on. In his greenhouse, he put the double burners on as well, thinking it was going to be uh, quite a hard frost, which it was. Uh, Walked away from his greenhouse, and then 25 minutes, he had a knock at the door from his neighbour that overlooks his plot to Mm. say his greenhouse was all aglow. 
It was bright oh, orange. Goodness and me! Oh no! And it just burnt to the ground in about half an hour. He lost absolutely everything. So, oh, uh, that's heartbreaking. Yeah. I don't, do you use anything like that, Jake? In um, I, I don't know. I usually grow seeds in the back bedroom and then start to harden them off in the conservatory and then move them to the greenhouse. Yeah. Uh, for the last bit of hardening off before going outside. Yeah, I mean, I, I was thinking at some point to to try a bit of heating in the yeah. greenhouse, you know. But I just didn't mm-hmm. like because paraffin heaters from my from my yeah. youth when I was a kid mm-hmm. at, at home, we had you know paraffin heaters in the house yeah. occasionally, and yeah. and it was just that smell. I can still remember that that smell. Yeah, and yeah. it gives off. Uh, a bit of condensation as well, if I remember. Right. And yeah. I don't know. It just sort of put me off about stuff yeah. like that. In yeah. Yeah. I understand. Yeah. So I've I've never done that. So poor old Terry, he lost the Lincoln lots there. But I think um, the local community there have sorted him out with some uh, with some spare plants, and uh, he's got a new greenhouse. And I think well by now Brilliant. he must be back up and and running. Oh, so uh, that's I good hope... news. And it says a lot about gardeners as well. There's a real community spirit between allotmenteers and gardeners. Oh, there is. Yeah. And 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 your uh, allotment down there in Derbyshire won't be any different to anywhere else where you share mm. all sorts of things, don't you? Really, yeah. you know, plants yeah. and tools and all sorts of stuff there. But uh, Definitely, the, yeah. The, the problem that I've got, I think I mentioned last time, some fantastic rhubarb that somebody gave me some crowns of a few years back. But I don't know Wonderful. the variety mm. at all, you know. And that, that's yeah. the only downside, yeah. isn't it? You don't know what you've got. But, but yeah, yeah <laughs> it's, it's all about swapping and uh, swapping notes, isn't it? And stories and everything else, really. Exactly, and and learning new things and trying new things. Yes. Now, Jake, I'm glad you said that. Trying new things. Now, how about this? Mm. May the 4th. Now, I know. Are you a Star Wars fan? I don't know. I am, yes. I'm a bit of a geek. (laughs) I wasn't quite sure. So, as well as celebrating Star Wars on May the 4th, and I know you're going to say it, Jake, so get it out of the way now. May the 4th be with you, Russ. There you go. Um... (laughs) We've always got to slip these things in. You know that. But May the 4th (laughs) is also World Naked Gardening Day. Now, I wasn't sure whether you were fully aware of this, Jake. Uh, I I knew it was coming up sometime, but uh, with my hair colour, I I can stand about 20 minutes. (laughs) Well, you see, I'm a a redhead, you see. So, yeah, um, yeah, we've got to take it... uh, uh, careful, haven't we? All yeah, absolutely. So yeah, they we won't go into anything any further than that. So we no. But if anybody out there wants yeah. to participate, it's World Naked Gardening Day. It's been going since two thousand and five. Wow! Would you believe? I believe in the early days it was held in the autumn, but it's a bit nippy uh, occasionally. Yeah, yeah. So they brought it forward in in recent years. I couldn't understand years. why they've done that. Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, they brought it forward in recent years to uh, to May. So. Um, well, I hope it's a good day for everybody. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, I don't think I'll be uh, fully participating myself. Me neither. I, yeah, I, I might have my shorts on. Yeah, I might have <laughs> my shorts. Uh, I might take my t-shirt off if no one's looking. Yeah. But that's that's probably as far I think as it's going. And I, I, I certainly Absolutely. won't be doing any pruning whilst no. uh, whilst that's on. But I think the main news we've got to talk about. Uh, Jake is Jim McCall from our beloved Beech Grove Garden, and he made a very sad announcement, I thought, mm. anyway, on the show. Um, well, the first show, wasn't it? On the 18th of April. Yes, yeah. Uh, after 40 years, he's finally handing over the trowel. 
That's right. That's right. I mean, you can't believe, can you? I mean, Jim's, mm. what, 83, I think, isn't yeah. he? Said. Yeah. And, um, but he's inspired so many people, hasn't he, over, over the years? Oh, definitely. He's a gardening hero. He is, yeah. And, um, yeah, he's going to be sadly missed. And I think uh, Easter Monday on, mm-hmm. on BBC Scotland, there was a tribute show yeah. to Jim and to, to Beechgrove as well. Yeah. And, so what, uh, as this show airs, people will still be able to catch it on iPlayer. Yes, they can get it on that, of course, or, or, or catch up for a, for a week or so later, isn't it? So, uh, yes, so it was yeah. the Beechgrove story. And mm. that was on Easter Monday. And so have a, have a little search for that there, and you'll see how it all started. And it was fascinating, actually, that uh, Beach Grove Garden and Jim's involvement started from a radio show. I wasn't sure if you were aware of that, uh, Jim. No, I wasn't, no. I knew yeah. that it started 40 years ago, in, in uh, over 40 years ago, in 1978. Yeah, yeah. No, it, so it started, there was a, a Radio Scotland uh, yeah. series called The Scottish Garden. And right. I think Jim uh, took part in that, and then he took uh, took uh, the lead on on the show at their Aberdeen studios, wasn't it? I think it was just a plot yeah. of land, wasn't it, at the back of the yes. studios? Uh, yeah, originally. they started it from scratch. Exactly. Yeah, but they got a, a fantastic. Uh, there were some aerial shots, wasn't there, of uh, Beach yeah. Grove Garden Definitely. on the first program. There. Yeah, and it's vast, isn't it? Really, I don't think you realise. It's, how... it's enormous. Yeah, it is. I, it, it is. I didn't realise as well that Carol Baxter's been on the program for thirty-six years. Yes. Yeah. Wow. And um, yeah, they're a great bunch. I don't know whether Chris Beardshaw is going to um, carry on. He certainly wasn't on the first program, was he? There. Well, so... I, I did notice uh, uh, on the news that Chris Beardshaw had started a new series for BBC Northern Ireland. I can't remember the name of the show now, but if people Google Chris Beard's new show in on BBC Northern Ireland, yes. I'm sure people will be able to get that on BBC iPlayer as well. Fine. Oh, that's great. That's great. So, um, yeah, very sad news. But mm. um, I, I think, well, Jim's 80, 83, isn't he? Yeah. He's been gardening yeah. for his whole life. I think it was in the family, wasn't it? I think his father was a gardener, right. I, I seem yeah. to uh, remember. But he's got a... A condition called neuropathy, if I'm right. Oh, yeah, it affects the grip, doesn't it? Yeah, so problems with his grip and and things like that. And I think he said he he doesn't want to carry on when he can't do things properly. You know, that's so, understandable. Yeah, but he's 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 stopping at the peak, and he's not going to stop gardening, is he? Let's face it. No, so, he's uh, got he's got a lovely garden at home. Yeah, so so we wish Jim all the very very best in his uh, long retirement, and uh, don't hang up the trowel just yet, Jim. You keep on going in the privacy of your own home, and um, and Beach Grove, of course, will will carry on. So we'll be talking about yeah. Beach Grove in a little while. So we just remind our listeners, you're listening to Skywave Radio. This is Digging the Dirt, the allotment show with Russ and Jake. And, uh, well, talking of TV, uh, it's what's on the TV, uh, what's been on, what's coming up over the next couple of um, weeks or so. And Gardener's World, of course, is is back with us, Jake. Um, yeah, full I'm, hour. I'm back for the full hour. How yeah, about that? Yeah. So um, that that that's uh, great. Just to sit down, isn't it, on a Friday night and just chill oh, out wonderful. there? Yeah. And Rachel 
was back yeah. on that show. Rachel oh, so, so good to have her back. Yeah, a lovely lady, I think, mm. is, is, is Rachel. So she's had uh, cancer, of course, and been yeah. uh, working through a cancer treatment. Mm. And she was talking on that first show about how gardening really helped her through it, didn't it, really? Yes, it did. Yeah, very therapeutic. I think it is, yeah. And she was talking about, you know, when you're sowing seeds, yeah. you know, it's, it's, you're not thinking about anything else, are you? You know, no. you're just in that moment there. Yeah. So everything in the past, you're not thinking about all the things coming up in the future. You're not bothered with it's just the here and now, isn't it? When you garden, yeah. Whatever you're doing, absolutely. There. So, uh, so that was great to see her mm. back there, and Joe as well. Yeah, Joe back again. Yeah. Yeah, and he's uh, got a little series within Gardener's World. I think looking at community. Gardens, Excellent. I believe, and he started off with uh, a little allotment project. Funny enough, in Birmingham, I don't know if you saw that, Jake. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, I, I think it'll be a really excellent series. Yeah, yeah. So all these um, kids with learning difficulties, I think, was was certainly the yeah. first one there. So getting to grips with uh, gardening, planting a few seeds, be interesting to see if they eat the veg. Definitely, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, as you as you know, uh, I myself teach horticulture to young people with special needs. Yes, so I think it's really important that uh, the nation's head gardeners um, kind of raise awareness of uh, of the benefits of it. Yeah. So, uh, do you have a a garden at the school then, Jake? How does how does that work? Uh, yes, we do. We have four rather enormous raised beds and. Um, uh, a polytunnel that hasn't flown away, thank goodness. Right. Um, and we we also grow plants and um, for for all around the grounds of the school and uh, plant bulbs in autumn and um, just keep the place looking really nice for everybody. And you grow veg as well. Yes, we do. Yeah, so uh, um, got, uh, the four enorm- enormous beds give us a, a good rotation there. Oh, fantastic! And and. And do they uh, prepare the veg afterwards? And do you, do you have uh, sort of cook-ups and, and things like that? Um, yeah, we certainly will, will be doing when, when things start as well, because I, I teach food technology as well. So uh, we will be cooking up the food, having taster sessions. I'm, I'm sure some of them uh, won't want to taste uh, the food, but some, will be, some of them will be really eager to have a try. Yeah. And, and at least they know, don't they, yeah. exactly where the food comes from. Yeah, it does. I mean, it, it doesn't just come from a plastic packet at the no. supermarket. And 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 you know, joking apart, you know. Uh, yeah. Some kids today they really don't know what's involved in the in the food chain. Do they? Dead right. So, yeah. And and I think if you grow it like that and nurture it, and yeah. then uh, it, it's got to be a great thing. And the flavour, yeah. of course, is something else, isn't it? Absolutely. And on the last program, you mentioned that you work in the food in- industry. So it was yes. something that inspired you to start growing, wasn't it? Well, it, it is really. I mean, I work in so many uh, food processing factories. Yes. And had, well, it's convenient food, really. Yeah. You know, which we all have from time to time. You can't get away yeah, exactly. from it. Yeah. Uh, but if some people saw how how some food is prepared and and how it's processed and what it goes through, they uh, they might have a bit of a a surprise in store, really. You know. Uh, yeah. How it, how it's all manufactured and how far it travels. Yeah. Literally around definitely. the world. Yeah. These days. And uh, yeah, and it's it's one of the reasons why I like to grow my own. I know where it's from. I know what's happened to yeah. it, and, and I just grow yeah. the produce that 
that I love the taste of. And, yeah. and and that's about it, really. You know, yeah, and, yeah. and I like to try something a little bit different each year just to uh, broaden your horizons. Absolutely. It spices try. things up and it keep, keeps your interest as well, doesn't it? it? It does. And you have a few disasters on the way. We know that, don't Definitely. you? Definitely. <laughs> yeah. It's all a bit of fun. I grew some um, aubergines a, a couple of years ago. I haven't grown them this yeah. year, but uh, no. I wasn't yeah, quite I sure. And they look beautiful and, and those lovely dark skins oh, to them there yeah. and, and it was a shame but but i was a bit stumped with what to do with them actually right. you know i like uh-huh. cooking i'm not a great cook and uh oh, mus- moussaka uh, yeah yeah some classics like that really i suppose and uh, yeah so yeah we give we give everything a bit of a whirl oh another thing that it's good for is is uh, cutting really thick slices yes um marinate it and then cook it on the barbecue ah right I yeah. do that with courgettes as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, yeah. And get all the charred lines on them and Ooh, all that yeah. stuff. And beautiful Delicious. stuff. Beautiful. <laughs> so that's Garner's World. So that's back on. Yeah. And I think uh, it's back on to the hour-long programs, isn't it, now? For, at, uh, at last, Certainly yeah. for the summer anyway. So that's a, a welcome return, as we said, uh, there. And Beach Grove, of course, that started back on the 18th of April. Um, Thursdays, if people can pick up that um, on your satellite dishes or whatever it may be. So that starts on BBC Scotland, 8pm on Thursdays. And it's repeated on BBC Two on Sundays at 12.30. So just at uh, lunchtime there on Sundays. And I know you pick it up on iPlayer, don't you, Jake? Uh, yeah, I do. It means that kind of if I'm out, out during the day gardening, then I can watch it in the evening when, I, when it's time to relax. Yeah, and watch it with a with a pint, which I know yeah. you enjoy, Jake, or a, or a glass of wine or something like that. So, uh, yeah, you're uh, a man of taste. It is, <laughs> but it is. It's a nice relaxing show, isn't Definitely. it? Definitely, really? real good, wonderful mix. Yeah. And they've got a new presenter there as well, mm-hmm. Kirsty Wilson, who I um, thought she was excellent, really good. Yeah, yeah. And she works at the Edinburgh Botanical Gardens, I believe. Yeah, so uh, that'll link to something later on that we're talking about, kind of growing plants indoors. Yeah, ah, yeah. I think you got a question about that, didn't you? There. Yeah, and I, I think because a lot of people these days uh, live in cities and don't have outdoor growing space, it's yes. a real added dimension to the program, which keeps it real for for a lot of people. That's right. Yeah, and I think her first little um, piece on the show was somebody exactly in that position, wasn't it? It was a, a, yes. a, 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 a young girl that had uh, uh, a small house, wasn't it? And not much yeah. outside space, or it might have uh-huh. been a flat, I don't know, an apartment. And yeah. uh, and she did some great things, didn't she? With, Absolutely, uh, it looked plants. great. And yeah. actually, they're coming back, aren't they? The, the, yeah. In, indoor planting now. So uh, yeah. So that, that, that was good. So it'd be good to see uh, uh, how Kirsty gets on. There and, and we mentioned before, we're not sure if Chris Beardshaw is is still with the show or not. Yeah, we'll so, find out soon. I think. We shall find out. Yeah, so that's yeah. Beach Grove Gardens, uh, Thursday, BBC Scotland, eight pm yeah. on the iPlayer and on BBC Two from twelve thirty pm on Sundays. And uh, Britain in Bloom. Did you catch any of the Britain in Bloom uh, series at all? 
Yeah, there were some absolutely gorgeous villages on that. I think it's such a, a great thing for the country and to in encourage other people as well to um, brighten up the the area that they live in and people work together as a team and as a community to um, try and win prizes for their villages. It was lovely. It is absolutely right. And it, and it does bring all sorts of people together, doesn't it, really? Yeah. You know, it doesn't yeah. matter what your race or religion or whatever it is. Exactly. It's just that one aim just to... To brighten up, make people smile a little bit, tidy yeah. up places, isn't it? That might have uh, gone into uh, a bit of disrepair or whatever. So that yeah. was a, a a great little program, and that was with mm. Chris Bavin yeah. on BBC Two, uh, a little early, mm -hmm. six thirty. So I yeah. uh, I had to tape the thing because I'm I'm uh, not usually back from work until just after yeah. that. So, uh, uh -huh. but again, I think you can probably catch. All those up on the iPlayer again. So Absolutely, just, yeah. If anybody's missed those, just check out Britain in Bloom, and that's with Chris Bavin. And uh, and, and as you said, uh, Jake, some fantastic uh, little villages and towns, and um, anybody can enter, can't they? Absolutely, yeah. Anybody from across the country. And I think it's more the taking part, and like we said, the community working together that's the important part, more than the prizes. It, it is. Yeah, yeah, and I'm lucky. Our village, where, where I live here, of Shevington, up in Lancashire, yeah. they put in for Northwest in Bloom. So I think that's you know part of the yeah. the whole thing of Britain in Bloom, and they won gold last oh, year, which fabulous. was fantastic. Yeah. And they're in the uh, the town category, so we're we're only yeah. um, well a reasonable sized village. Really, yes. But they're in the town category, and yeah. they won gold, and they were voted best in category for the region as well so that was that was great yeah and we sponsor a few, to everybody it, it, yeah and we sponsor a few um a few planters and stuff like that in the village yeah lovely as well so um yeah so at the, your villages or the, the the town where you live uh jake do they take part in it at all not that i'm aware of but it's but it's something i could, I could certainly um get the word out about i've recently joined a um, a Facebook group for residents of Codner Park, so it would be a great way of um, brightening up the whole area. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, and you might be able to tap into a bit of funding or something like that and uh, mm. get a bit of help, so it might be worth uh, mentioning that to the to the powers that, that be. And actually, something I meant to mention before, Jake, so I know mm. you're on the committee, aren't you, yes. of your allotment uh, group? There. Oh, yes, I am, yeah. And actually, while we're talking about that, we spoke last time about slug pellets. Do you remember that? Oh, yes, yeah. Um, yeah, the, um, it, it was, it had been a challenge for a while um, tr trying to get uh, non organic slug pellets banned from the site, but thankfully the government's done it for us. Yeah, yeah. So this legislation that, that, that's, that's coming in, so how did that go yeah. down with the, when you, with your, with your group when you say, um, well, you're going to have to do it anyway? What was the reaction uh, well, there? Well, there was a few disgruntled um, uh, murmurings. Um, but I mentioned about uh, organic slug pellets, and yeah. which, which, as you say, can still affect the worm population. So I use them yeah. very, yeah. very sparingly, just around newly planted plants. Yes. Um, but, uh, but also, um, another member of the committee gets taxful of used coffee granules, coffee grinds from... Uh, a local coffee shop and he says that that is absolutely brilliant for stopping slugs and snails yeah. so that's something i'm going to try this year i've heard that yeah and they just chuck it away don't they these these restaurants and whatever so absolutely uh, yeah it'd be a good uh, a good little 
outlet and recycling yet again. Definitely. It feeds the soil as well. Yes. Now, I tell you what, for your next meeting, uh, Jake, now don't tell your committee I come up with all these things to to table at your meeting, but just see what they're going to do for uh, Naked Gardening Day on the 4th of May. I meant to, I meant to mention that before. Right, Just say, yeah. is anybody up for doing something? Maybe one of those calendar shots, Jake, to raise oh, a money. right. Raise some think? money for the site. <laughs> <laughs> that could scar some certain people that could. <laughs> I'll, leave that thought, I'll leave that thought with you. I'll there. try to lose that thought. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, now, sorry, Jake, you were going to say then? No, no, that's fine. I'd finished, yeah. No problem. Now, um, it's the season, isn't it, for gardening shows coming up now? Yes, definitely. And uh, so, the, lots happening all around the country. Local village ones, the big ones are coming up as well. So we just have a little run-through of some of the shows up and down the country. So I'll, I'll just start off with one that I found. That's the 3rd and the 4th of May. That's Toby's Garden Festival. And that's at Powderham Castle in Devon. Uh, and there's talks there by Francis Tophill. You know Francis from Excellent. Lucky Garden. Yeah, and, definitely. Yeah, and uh, Gardener's World, of course. Yes. Uh, Joe Swift is going to be there as Excellent. well. And Jim Buttress, who's a great... Oh, yes. I think after Jim McCall, you know, I love Jim yeah. Buttress. And Jim, for those that don't know, is, is superintendent or was superintendent of the Royal Parks for 20 Five years, would you believe? And he does a wow. lot of judging, yeah. doesn't he, in, in these yeah, shows? Yeah, he, he judged the uh, that allotment television um, challenge program, didn't he? Yeah. D- did you see that? What did you think of that, Jake? Um, I thought it was interesting. Um, I think the range of skills uh, was probably a bit much for a lot of gardeners. But uh, I, th- I thought it showed um, the things that you can do yeah. with the produce that you make. Because uh, they were making preserves and they were they were making sculptures out of flowers. A whole range of different crafts related to gardening. So it was really interesting. It was, yeah. And, and it was, um, I don't know if people were, were, were listening who will remember that. But it was a great, I think it was filmed down in Oxfordshire somewhere. A beautiful walled garden, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and there gorgeous. was, I don't know, let's say about 10 teams, was there, yeah. 10 couples there, and uh, and different tasks to do and growing the veg. But then, as you said, you know, making preserves. So that was part of it, wasn't it, as well? And, and yeah. flower displays and, and things like that. And uh, I think anything like that, it just gives you a little bit of inspiration, doesn't it, to, to try things in your own garden that you perhaps wouldn't normally kind of do really definitely yeah. and there's a lot more to gardening a lot more different things you can grow and and things you can do with the produce than a lot what a lot of people think absolutely absolutely so that is the toby garden festival down in devon and if you're interested in that the website for that is www.tobygardenfest.co.uk UK. So, what have you coming up uh, with Jake in um, in our little roundup of shows? Well, you, um, it's it's not a show as such, but um, something related to what you said earlier is that um, uh, not naked gardening, but National Gardening Week is coming up from April the twenty seventh to the fifth of May. So um, that's uh, an early one for for this month, and that raises a lot of money for charities, doesn't it? Yes, it does, as, which as is well. great. Yes, yeah, and and they're just private gardens, aren't they? A lot of them. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's a fabulous thing. 
It is, yeah. And and uh, do you have the, the uh, is it the yellow guide? I'm thinking of. Oh there? yeah, the yellow book. Yeah, that's it's it's. Um, uh, and the ideas you can get just from visiting other gardens, it's it's inspiring. It, it is. And they're just ordinary people, aren't they? Yeah. You know, that go out there and work nine to five or longer, you know, just like we yeah. do. And they uh-huh. have these amazing, don't they, gardens. And, yeah. and very often, of course, uh, there's tea and cake. Jake, what could be better? Perfect. Absolutely perfect. Sat in somebody's <laughs> garden, looking at the flowers, having a, a nice um, carrot cake, in my case, uh, and uh, just watching the world go by, and plant sales as well, of course. Absolute are. heaven. <laughs> and, and, and all the money going to some great local causes. So um, check all those out as well. And on the 9th to the 12th of May, now this is something I've always wanted to, to go to, and that's the RHS Malvern Spring Festival there. Oh, I'd love to go there. Yeah, and that's the three-county showground in Malvern. Um, lots going on. It, it seems a great, just a dead relaxed show to me. There's, of course, the show gardens there, the floral marquee, there's the art and the flower pavilions. There's a school mm. garden challenge this year as well. Excellent. And, uh, speakers on there. Uh, Chris Beardshaw is um, at Malvern this year. We've got Francis Tophill again, Joe Swift, Carol Klein is talking there, Monty. I think that's his local show, isn't it? I think for Monty. Uh, yeah. I think he loves the Malvern show yeah. himself. Uh, Sarah Raven is there that we don't see that often. Uh, and Joe mm. Wiley as well. Uh, Goodness me. From wow. uh, Radio 2. Of course, yeah. and uh, Joe Wiley is a, a a real avid gardener there. Yeah, so, uh, that's great. That. And there, there is a a lot of links, isn't there, from music mm. to gardening? Yeah, yeah. Um, I spe- um, I, I'm just thinking again about Jim McColl there, who was an excellent, who he still is, a, an excellent accordion player. Of course, yeah, yeah. And Jake, you've been, uh, you, you, you're not hitting the subject here. We've got to say that you are an. Um, uh, a musician as well with um, a great band out there. Um, yeah, I'm very, very lucky to work with the re- uh, rest of the guys in my band, Kingfisher Blue. Um, yeah, so a big shout out to everybody in the band. But also, you're a musician as well, Ross. Well, from time to time, yes. Occasionally. Very talented musician. Not not, um, not um, uh, originals that I used to do. It's all covers these days. But uh, I don't know what it is, but there's so many people with a link between gardening and and music, and if anybody wants to know what the um, the theme music is at the intro of our show, that of course is Jake's band. So uh, that's where that music comes from. There, yeah, it's a song of um, our 2016 album. Um, oh, till the pond freezes over, and the song itself is called "Long Cold Winter." So. Um, uh, maybe not appropriate, but uh, I think it's great, great way of starting the show. So yeah. thank you very much for that, Russ. I, I, don't, um, I don't know quite. I just like the tune, actually. <laughs> but uh, yeah, long cold winter. Well, you know, <laughs> you have that, and then you've got the spring to look forward to, Absolutely. and all the uh, all the planting right. ahead. The so words at the end the... of the song are very cheerful. Uh, <laughs> in fact, we did have a question from uh, Ursula in uh, Cornwall asking the, uh, what the music was. So I just remembered that off the top of my head. So thanks for that, Russ. Ah, well, there you go, there you go, Ursula. It's Kingfisher Blue. There you go. And right, another show that uh, I found is the Devon County Show. That's the sixteenth uh, to the eighteenth of May. That's at the Devon County Showground. That's West Point, Clist St. Mary uh, in Exeter. So that looks to be 
a good show. And and I think you've got something on the National Flower Show. Is that right, Jake? Uh, the National Flower Show. Uh, that's Chelmsford as well, isn't it? The 17th right. and 19th of May. Correct. That, that should be stunning. That's it. That's it. And, um, of course, the big one then, shortly after that, it's the RHS Chelsea Flower mm. Show. Uh, in London, of course, the world's most fav- famous, uh, amongst all others, uh, the gardening show there. There's show gardens, there's the artisan gardens. They're my favourite. Oh, me too. I, I, lo- I love that um, crafty way of gardening. It, it reminds me a lot of um, Jeff Hamilton. Yes, yeah. Oh, and I tell you, uh, did you ever see Paradise Gardens? Yes. A series called Paradise Gardens. What an amazing series. Yeah. We'll, we, we'll have to talk again about yes. that. Yes. Because that, right. that was phenomenal. But yeah, he, he, he was great, wasn't he? A lovely, lovely chap. And, uh, and, and yeah. left us too, too early, really. Far too early. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But those artisan gardens are, are just stunning, aren't they? And they're, they're small. They're just, you know, the size of your back, most people's back garden, aren't they, really? Yeah, they are, yeah. But they, they, they're very clever. Amazing what you can do, really. Yeah. And they've got space to grow gardens there, the floral mm-hmm. pavilion, and they're promoting health and well-being and the benefits of gardening as well. Absolutely. And I'm sure Rachel Detain, we were talking about earlier, she'll have yeah. a lot to say, as we mentioned before, about the benefits of health and gardening. And uh, I think new this year is what they call the Discovery Zone at Chelsea. Yeah. And that's all sorts of ideas and, and all the research that's going on in horticulture. That at, sounds fascinating. At the moment as well. And um, uh, community-based projects, as well. So that's the RHS Flower Show, uh, 21st to the 25th of May. And I've got to say, I've never, ever been to Chelsea. I don't know about yourself, Jake. No, I've never got that down there myself, but one year I will do. Yeah, I think think you've got to go just to experience it. I'm not a great one for crowds, I must admit, really. And it does look rammed i've got to say doesn't it from morning it certainly does yeah you know but uh i I think one of these years it's it's one of those things we've got to go to uh, yeah really um but around at the same time all over london is the chelsea fringe show and that runs from the 18th to the 26th of May, so just before and just after the Chelsea Flower Show itself. And, well, there's just so many things there that are on, and it's right across London, from community projects to to pubs that adorn the front of their pubs with beautiful hanging baskets and all Ooh, sorts of things there. My kind of pub. There you go. <laughs> You can you can sit outside, Jake, all afternoon and just gaze up Absolutely. at all the flowers there. <laughs> and the the best way to check out what's going on there is their website, and that's www.chelseafringe.com. That's chelseafringe.com. So have you got any other events there, Jake? Uh, yeah, just a couple of things. It's um, plant hunters fairs. If you Google them, they're, they're happening all over the country. Two that I noticed that aren't far from where I am are there's one at uh, Donington Le Heath Manor House in Leicester, Leicestershire, fourth to the tenth, and on the twenty seventh of May, Carsington Water near Ashbourne, which is a lovely spot anyway. And then, last but not least, Garden in Scotland, thirty first to the 2nd of June, which would be a fabulous event. 
I've always wanted to go there as well. Yeah, you know, I've always fancied going there, just for the reason that if, if you can grow up in Scotland where... The weather's, yeah. let's face it, it's a little bit different to, to down here, isn't it? In, in yeah, definitely. And, and Derbyshire. And the season is a, a little bit short. I know they, they, there's some areas, isn't there, in the Gulf Stream, which are yeah. exceptional, aren't they? But, yeah, on the West Coast. Yeah, but if you if you can grow things up there, you, you you get some great ideas. You can grow them anywhere, can't you, really? Absolutely, dead right. And that is Garden in Scotland. That's 31st of May, am I right there? Yeah, to the 2nd of June. 2nd of June, and that is, um, that's the 20th anniversary this right, year. Right, yeah, it's believe. at the Royal Highland Centre in Edinburgh, that, one of my it. favourite cities. Yeah, oh, I love it, I love it there myself. And, of course, again, the show gardens there, floral pavilion, uh, botanical yeah. arts, which I'm just getting into now as Excellent. well. And loads and loads uh, more on there. So that's the Garden in Scotland, 31st to the 2nd of June. June. Now, I've just got a couple more here. It's the RHS Wisley Family Gardening Festival, and that's 25th of May through to the 2nd of June. That's at uh, RHS Garden Wisley down in Surrey. And 25th of May to the 2nd of June, it's National Children's Gardening Week. I don't know if you've come across this at all, Jake. Uh, uh, yeah, I did notice that. I think we'll do quite a bit, quite a few things at work for that uh, yeah, to get it, children more involved with the gardening. It, it's just up your street, really. 25th of May to the 2nd of June. So that's National Children's Gardening Week. It's nationwide uh, and it's all about um, giving kids access to gardens, getting to grow things, etc. And the good thing about it, it supports a charity called Green Fingers. And yeah. um, they're a charity dedicated to providing gardens at children's hospices around the country as well. So, ah, uh, just just on that, I know yeah. that uh, Neil Grant, the person who started Green Fingers, um, he's also managing director of Ferndale Garden Centre near Sheffield. So, a shout out uh, to him for starting such a brilliant charity. Well oh, done, Neil. Absolutely. And Sheffield, don't tell me, Jake, you're from Sheffield. Uh, a lovely city. Yeah. I am biased. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah, a, a great uh, charity. So if you want to check that out again, uh, because there's events up and down the, 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 the country there, it's uh, childrensgardeningweek.co.uk. Childrensgardeningweek.co.uk. And they give the list of everything that's up and coming. And also, I think, how you can get involved as well. And as we men- uh, mentioned, uh, Green Fingers Charity, that provides uh, lovely gardens in children's hospices all around the country there. And uh, one more I've got here, which is the Suffolk Show. And uh, this really is a, an agricultural show that I'm a little bit partial to, uh, mm-hmm. I've got to say. And um, But it includes a flower and garden show within it, as well and it looks a real traditional kind of agricultural show i know a lot of these shows they're very commercial aren't they these days yeah and yeah. um but you know that comes with the the territory but the suffolk show looks like a real nice traditional show that's 29th of may to the 30th of may that's in trinity park felixstowe road ipswich in suffolk of course so that's our a little roundup, unless you've got any more there, Jake. Um, no, I think I'm done there. Okay. Now, what I have to mention, actually, I heard of a um, a little scheme up here in Lancashire. Now, I don't know whether they have these 
in other parts of the country or not. But it's for people affected by cancer. It's run by the NHS and Macmillan as well. And uh, I just noticed this in um, a local uh, article, I think, online up here. And uh, so I sent them a a message. And uh, a lovely lady called Hannah McKernan, who is a Macmillan Service User Involvement Coordinator, she kind of helps uh, organize this event up here in Blackpool. And she sent a lovely message back. She says, hi, Russell. The group is created to be suitable for all ages. We have older people that come along. We have families that come with their children, as well as couple couples as well. Uh, and she goes on to say, research shows that gardening and being around plants is good for physical and mental well-being. And uh, people affected by cancer can benefit as well. And it's all for people there to make friends, find support if they want it. There's no pressure there. They don't have to talk about anything if they don't want to. Uh, but there's always somebody there from Macmillan to give them a bit of support and to signpost them uh, for those in need of support. And Hannah goes on to say, unfortunately, the numbers in each group are always low. So it would be great Ah. if we could raise some awareness of the group and to give it a boost. So, um, well, there you go, Hannah. Um, I hope... It, it, it's a great uh, success. And as we said, that's um, yeah. a scheme run by NHS and Macmillan. Yeah. Um, it's um, the, well, certainly the one that I found is up here. It's a, a place yeah. called The Grange at Bathurst Avenue in Blackpool. It runs from 6 till 8 p.m. in the evening. And on the 16th of May, they've got Make a Planter evening so you go along there and you can make a nice planter the 13th Excellent. of june they've got nursery work the 18th of Ju- july they've got hanging baskets um so maybe check out with your local Macmillan whether they're running schemes in um in your area but i think that's a great a great idea it's absolutely brilliant Macmillan is such a great charity such a brilliant cause oh they are Yes, and, and anything we can do to help raise money, we certainly uh, right. will do for them and give them a shout out there. So thanks again, Hannah, for that. So just yeah, a, thanks, Hannah. a reminder, you're listening to Skywave Radio. This is Digging the Dirt, the allotment show with Russ and Jake. And I think it's time for some questions. So what do you have this month, Jake, for your questions? Right, so I had a question in from... Katie Anderton asking about growing herbs indoors. Okay. So um, yeah, that's getting so popular. Yeah, it certainly is. Like we were talking about earlier in the show, a lot of people don't have an outside growing space these days, especially if they live in cities. So it's a really important thing. What would you say about watering herbs indoors, Russ? Well, I, I think you've got to be a bit careful that you don't overdo it. Dead right. Uh, really. Um, so just watch. I think when we at home we, we we've got this. Um, habit of putting things in nice decorative pots that don't mm-hmm. have the drainage holes very good point and, and, yeah. and you've got to be a little bit careful there haven't you otherwise it'll just um it'll just drown won't it and get water yeah, dead and, right. and it won't uh, won't it won't survive so i think the secret is get one of those decorative uh, bowl, um, uh, planters but put your plant pot within it so it'll, yeah. it'll drain uh, properly so I think that's one little tip there. Uh, plenty yeah. of light, I think, I would say as well. So uh, yeah, right. uh, what, what, what do you reckon? 
Uh, well, when, when I'm potting herbs up for indoors, I always mix, um, make it a very gritty mix with um, at least 50% sand or grit with the compost. Um, I certainly never feed them because most herbs are very, very tough. Um, and they're from the Mediterranean. So uh, as you say, well, overwatering can be a real problem. So what I do is what I call the finger test. I put my finger into the compost up to the first knuckle and if if it's still dry there then i'll give some water but if not i'll, I'll leave it because the last thing it. you want to do is o- over water yeah yeah so treat them a bit mean yeah you reckon treat them mean yeah exactly nice one totally agree yeah that's good and get them on your windowsill nice sunny windowsill hopefully your your, your kitchen is a nice um uh, sunny aspect to that so you can just pick them as you need them absolutely perfect having them in the kitchen isn't it for cooking yeah ab- absolutely absolutely now uh i noticed one on your facebook page oh yeah uh, jake about the best location for a pond mm, so, so best look uh, i'd say a sunny spot not too close to trees because you end up with loads of leaves, leaves. in it yeah you can choke um, it yep Certainly can. Uh, plus, shelter it so you don't get the UV to clear the water. Um, but if you want it to be a wildlife pond, I'd certainly leave a bit of uh, long grass or maybe a log pile nearby that wild- wildlife can hide under. What, what do you think yourself, Russ? Yeah, well, I've, I, I haven't got a, a, a pond on the allotment. I've been thinking about doing that, but mm. in, in saying that, I've been thinking about doing it for the last five years, really. <laughs> and, and I should do, really, because it attracts wildlife which would help again naturally keep the the pest um down a little bit on yes, the sites there with, right. with your frogs and your toads and, and the birds yeah. attracted etc uh but i've got two ponds at home one just a, a small one a wildlife pond so that's sunk in, into the ground and just like you said actually it's in my sort of little wildlife area of the back garden Perfect. Uh, so i let the grass grow uh, nice and long around it there it is um, I kind of put it in the wrong place, really, because it is pretty close to some trees at the back of the garden, so it's not ideal. So yeah. I do have to um, clean it out uh, periodically of all the leaves, you know, once they've fallen. I think everybody has to do that. With the yeah. size of gardens these these days, not many people have got long meadow as a back garden. Uh, no. So it, uh, you're going to get leaves going yeah. in, aren't you? Yeah, and I've got a, a nice, uh, what they call a patio pond that I saw actually at the BBC um, uh, garden show a, a oh, couple excellent. of years and I saw yeah. it and I thought I've, I've got to have one of those so <laughs> it, it was a bit expensive but uh, yeah but it, it it looks great and and all planted up uh, there's yeah. uh, marsh marigolds in there at the moment so they're oh they're fabulous bright yellow and it's yeah. great to look out on on that and that Definitely. even attracts the wildlife as well yeah you know? so um yeah great things really so yeah uh, yeah and I, I love the carp that i've got in my pond at home oh, got about you? a dozen carp they're gorgeous yeah well, that must be a, a pretty big pond then or um it, it's it's not enormous but yeah it's a fair size <laughs> and you notice it, it attracts the wildlife in as well it does yeah yeah, yeah. Excellent. And, uh, the fish leap up to uh, grab the flies and the midges, etc. Oh, do they? Wow, that's fantastic. Fantastic. So there you go. That's your location for a pond. Uh, mm. Not too close to trees. A little bit of shade, not direct sunlight. And uh, yeah, get yourself a wildlife pond there. And uh, mm. everything is going to benefit then, isn't it, from 
Definitely. Um, right, I've got one last question. That's from Shirley from Bolton. Says, hi, Russ and Jake. I would like to get into this thing called no dig gardening. Uh, oh, I have yes. an allotment. How and when should I start? Straight away. <laughs> Straight away. Um, well, um, the last executive decision that Big Jim McCall made before he retired was to make all the veg area at Beach Grove Garden no dig. And yeah. um, uh, I can't remember his name. The chap who's the head gardener at Schoon Castle, who's also a presenter, oh. he said that at Schoon Castle, they've been no dig for quite a long time now. Really? Yeah. 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 So, uh, and there's quite a few RHS and National Trust places that are completely no dig. So going back to the question, um, um, I, I, as you know, I do mostly no dig myself. Yes, yeah. Um, so if she's looking to start, if the ground's already level and it's an allotment that she's been using for a while. She it just, sounds she like could, it, yeah. Yeah, she could just get on and do it. Like, like myself, I've just taken on another half a plot and the ground is really, really hilly, as I said, so I've had to dig it to level it. But what, once it's level, it's fine. You just put your mulch on top instead of digging it in, which is good if you've got a bad back like me. Yes. And, yeah. and then you just plant with a trowel, and it's as easy as that. And I find that I get a lot less weeds as well. Fine. And, and how, what, what sort of thickness, then, of mulch should you be putting on top of the, the natural layer there of soil? Um, if it's an area... Like uh, last year, I, I picked some rough gra a rough grass area, yep. put cardboard on it, and then I put about four inches on top of the cardboard and sewed into that. Okay. But if it's a bed that's already clear uh, and you've hoed the weeds off, um, an inch per year will be fine. Sew, in, sew into the um, uh, mulch or just use a trowel to put your plants into the soil. Ah, so just build um, it up gradually. Yeah. No, no need to rush things and get tons of manure or anything like that to uh, compost Absolutely. to put on top. Just take it nice and steady and build it up over the years. Dead right. So the the same amount of of mulch or compost or manure that you would use in in traditional way of digging uh, beds, just put that on the top and let the worms do the work for you. Brilliant. And it's it'll save you an awful lot of backache. Excellent. Um, the, uh, another another thing I do dig out is uh, if there's some pernicious weeds in the ground but otherwise i just smother them yeah. and did you did you say the lady was called shirley shirley yes right so shirley if you go to www.charlesdowding.co.uk he's a very famous no dig gardener he's he been is, on gardener's yeah. world and I, he was on beach grove garden as well yeah so uh, if you if you search that website www.charlesdowding.co.uk it, it will give you all the advice you need it's so simple it's unbelievable and i'm not surprised more and more people are doing it and uh, also if you go on youtube uh that charles downing has got lots of videos that show you how to uh, make a raise raise a no dig bed yeah. in five minutes oh terrific that's all you so, need to know shirley okay there you go shirley thank there you there you go well jake we have yeah. got one minute left uh, it's just flown by, really. Absolutely, it's been brilliant, Russ. So, very, very quickly, what have you got coming up over the next month now? Right, uh, planting out tender veg, obviously hardening off before. Yes. Um, uh, carry on building up the compost, um, earth, um, earthing up potatoes, um, 
sowing lots of other veg. Um, uh, what are you? What are you up to, Russ? Well, I think I think that's it. I think one thing that the, the frosts aren't over yet, are we? We probably good got point. another two Very weeks, maybe. It depends, of course, yeah. where you are in the country. Yeah, but, don't uh, buy don't buy summer bedding and put it out now. It'll no. die. <laughs> no, you're going to lose it, aren't you? But uh, maybe yeah. uh, I think perhaps after the middle of May, something like that. It, yeah. It's reasonably safe, isn't it? Any concerns? Absolutely. Cover over with fleece. That's my little trick yeah. there, really. So uh, yeah, I'll be hardening things off that come yeah. out of the greenhouse just to get them used to the uh, the outside yeah. temperatures, so I don't get too much of a. A shock, so I tend to do that for a for a couple of weeks before I plant them proper. Uh, Good advice. But yeah, it, it's just uh, planting out all the uh, the things I'm growing in the greenhouse at at the moment, and the things coming out of the uh, the propagator. A bit of succession planting. Don't forget to do that as well. Absolutely. And then that'll keep your crops going. You want to have a glut of lettuce or whatever it may be, and then it's all over. So yeah, uh, what every two or three weeks, just dead right. Grow another. Uh, a session of um, uh, of lettuce, that's a good one to do. And just uh, it'll yeah. keep you going all the way through the summer and into the autumn. Absolutely. Okay. Well, thanks ever so much, Russ. That's been brilliant. Well, that's gone a bit quick, hasn't it? So that's the end of another show. Thank you very much, Jake. Good to hear you. And you, my friend. And uh, happy gardening for the month of May. Yeah, and you. Happy gardening, everybody. And um, once again, um, a long and happy retirement to Jim McCall, gardening hero. Absolutely. Well said. Well said. Now, our next show will be on Sunday, the 26th of May. So if you have any gardening questions, just send an email to skywaveradiouk at gmail.com. That's skywaveradiouk at gmail.com. Or you can send a message direct to Jake. So, um, give us your Facebook page, Jake, again. It's Gardening Tips from the Village Idiot. There you go. Okay, everybody, you have a great planting month during May, and we'll catch you on the 26th of May. Cheerio now. Bye. You've been listening to Digging the Dirt, the allotment show with Russ and Jake on Skywave Radio.